right, Saturday night. Hope everybody is doing good. Welcome Christian Television Network to the platform. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hopping right to it tonight, 55 Minutes of Fury. Uh, Bagad Shaban video. Have to get into what's happened with Paul Pelosi. Before I even get into this, let me just state that the reason why there was so much conspiracy theory around this, well, it's, it's, it's for many reasons. One of those reasons is the refusal to release the data. And, you know, everybody is always talking about that concept of an ongoing investigation. You cannot release data. Well, why didn't that? Why did was the George Floyd data all released? Because the political narrative is expedient to the left. When the political when the when the political narrative is not expedient to the left, all of the information is withheld. The videotape footage, the body cam footage, i.e. one six where we have uh, 14,000 hours of videotape footage that the FBI and the DOJ is refusing to release to the public under the guise that this is an ongoing investigation. That's all lies. That's why Christopher Ray won't answer questions about 1-6. Well, it's not the reason why. It's the excuse that he uses not to answer the questions about 1-6. Were there, were there FBI agents and informants inside the Capitol prior to the quote-unquote breach of the Capitol with Trump gear on? Were there FBI agents inside the crowd inciting violence and committing felonies? He refuses to, that should be a, a very quick no, an absolutely not. But he refuses to answer those questions under the guise of, under the camouflage of, that this is an ongoing investigation. You hear Kareem Jean-Pierre say the same thing all the time at the, pre, at the press conferences, you, you, you know, as the White House spokesperson. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it absolutely makes no sense. There's no reason to not release the body cam footage from Paul Pelosi. There's no re- reason to not release the video footage from 1-6. It would not impede an ongoing investigation at all. How would, how would releasing the Paul Pelosi body cam footage impede the investigation when the only people involved are two police officers, 9-11 op- operators, the victim, Paul Pelosi, and the perpetrator, uh, what's his name, DePape. Uh, those are the only people. So how would, you already have DePape in custody. So what, how would it impede the investigation? It doesn't. They, what it is is they withhold the information and put a narrative together. Now, what did they do this time? They said that it was a right-wing MAGA extremist who lives in a house, who's basically a homeless nudist, who lives in a house part-time with a BLM flag and an LGBT flag on the house. This is their right-wing MAGA extremist. That's the narrative that they put out. This is why all the rumors started about what happened, what truly happened with Paul Pelosi. It's still, by the way, we're going to look at the video. It's still very weird. I've been on many police calls. If you watch this podcast, you know, I was a police officer myself, 25 years straight, street level police officer, 1992 to 2017. I've been on many, many, many police calls. And I can tell you, even now where we know that DePape, there is video footage of him. I don't, I didn't, didn't bother with it because it's very plain. It shows that DePape, it shows DePape breaking into the Pelosi's house. Of course, the Secret Service somehow wasn't watching. Again, it's very strange. And it's Secret Service surveillance on the house. Secret Service is monitoring this house. Why that is, I don't know, but they are. And of course, uh, they didn't do anything to stop. Nobody called 911, nothing. And then, of course, so we have DePape breaking into the house. We, we have that now established. But the reason why there was so much questioning about it, and of course, people go to the extreme on it. 
there's so much questioning because of what's happening with the globalist left. And I'll just use, when I say globalist left, that of course includes the American Democratic Party. They are globalist, elitist, bourgeois leftists. They are not liberals. Liberal is free to be a bird and bee, smoke all the marijuana you want, government, leave me alone. That's a liberal. These are certainly not liberals. These are people who trust in huge business, all the rich people, all, all you know, the, the, the Republican Party is now the party of the middle and working class. Not the, I mean, name all the, name all the companies you want to name. Amazon, controlled and owned by a bourgeois leftist globalist elitist, Jeff Bezos, who also owns the Goebbels, Washington Post, because you're going to have a tyrant, you got to have a Goebbels. Bill Gates, Apple, all owned, uh, Zuckerberg, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all owned by bourgeois leftists. But what they do is, is they withhold the information until they can come up with a narrative. So they withheld the information, said that David DePape was, an, was a MAGA-supporting, Trump-supporting, hard-right uh, uh, person of the Make America Great movement. Absolutely was not. Absolutely, of course, was not. So they withhold it, but then push that narrative. And so it, it creates all of these different narratives and, of course, skepticism. Why is it that all of Fauci's emails are redacted? Why, why is it that the FBI wants to keep the Hunter, Hunter Biden laptop investigation confidential for 55 years? Why does Pfizer want to keep their COVID-19 vaccine developmental data sequestered and confidential for 75 years? Why is it that the 1-6 committee wants to keep their investigation confidential for 66 years? Well, why would that be? I mean, and again, I just, I wonder why it is that anybody would ever fall for, anybody fall for the what, whatever narrative these people are pushing or whatever agenda. It's not just narrative because narrative is just words. When they're pushing a narrative on you, if you have, if you have Pfizer who's trying to withhold the very vaccine they want you to inject into your body that vaccine's developmental data. They want to keep that developmental data confidential for 75 years. Why would you ever take that vaccine? I don't get, why would you ever believe the 1-6 committee if they want to keep their investigation confidential for 66 years? Why would you ever believe the FBI when they want to keep their Hunter Biden laptop investigation uh, confidential for for, for however many years it is? 50 years, something like 55, 60. I can't remember all the numbers now. 55, 66, whatever it is. Over 50 years each for 1-6 and the FBI. Why, why would you believe the DOJ when they don't release the 1-6 video footage, 14,000 hours? They're not even releasing that to the 1-6 defendant's attorneys. Are, you, are they getting a fair trial? Absolutely not. So here's the video footage. Again, this is uh, Bagad Shaban, and then we'll go over it. Uh, play for me, Will. Definitely don't want all of here. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello. Are you sure this one? Yeah. It said 2620, right? No, 2640. Yeah, it literally said that. Hi, guys. how you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. How 
Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is Pardon going on right now? I'm not getting an answer on call. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ever fourteen ever send backup code three. Code three backup at two six. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Forty Broadway for fourteen Ever fourteen ever send medics code three as well. So again, from the perspective of somebody who's answered many police calls in my life, again, 1992, 2017, you can check it out and make sure that, uh, that, that that's actually true. Check it out. You can Google, Google my name. It'll come up. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Very strange police call to be standing there with somebody who called 911. Paul Pelosi, who has a drink in his hand and has a drink in one hand, a hammer in the other hand, and the uh, and, the, and the perpetrator also has his hand or hands on the hammer. Strange. It's very strange body language. Very strange on the phone call where where Paul Pelosi calls the Pape a friend. It is still very very strange, but very evident that Paul Pelosi is the victim of what is called an aggravated battery. He for sure is. There's nothing that would ever justify what DePape did. The man needs to spend the rest of his life in prison. So that's what actually happened. But again, the reason why everybody uh, just went off on all sorts of conspiracy theories is because of the left. And here's another thing. The reason why this happened to Paul Pelosi, a contributing factor, not the reason, but a contributing factor of why this happened to Paul Pelosi is because of the state of criminality inside of San Francisco. How bad the crime rate is where you basically are stepping over needles in human feces. They're not even, there's CVS is pulled out of San Francisco because there's no point in, in having a store where nobody will respond to theft up to $999. So you just have people coming in every day with, with, uh, uh, garbage bags filling up $900 worth of merchandise and walking out. The store owners won't stop them. The employees won't stop them. The police won't stop them. And the prosecutors don't prosecute them. This is part of the reason why Paul Pelosi was victimized. It is all the less fault. The conspiracy, it's not, it's not a matter of trying to assign blame for a political purpose. Whose fault is it? that we ended up in the COVID response disaster that we ended up in. Donald Trump's. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I mean, that's that. I'll, I'll offend anybody because the truth is the truth. I'm still going to vote for Donald Trump again. I'm just telling you that it's his fault. You never, you never needed to cave at all. But I don't want to digress into that. But the reason why this happened is, is because of the left. All the conspiracy theories, the bad-mouthing of Paul Pelosi was because they refused to release data, A, and then B, put out a false narrative that DePape was a Donald Trump-supporting uh, MAGA Republican. All lies. They, they, I mean, we could go back onto Twitter and show you hundreds and hundreds of tweets from far leftists on Twitter saying that DePape, a nudist living 
at a house, a nudist homeless man temporarily living at a house that has a BLM flag and an LGBT flag. I mean, there's numerous actual news footage of DePoppy as a nudist. And he's a MAGA Republican? Don't think so. So A, not releasing the, the material. B, putting out Goebbels. Again, you gotta have a, if you're going to have a tyrannical government, you got to have a Goebbels. Goebbels putting out gaslit propaganda about the perpetrator. All right, let's move on to the next thing. We're starting off today going over three separate police incidences. By the way, I want to say for the SFPD, San Francisco Police Department, they handled that police call very well. Very, very well. The Paul Pelosi police call. The, the cops who actually responded to, 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 Paul, to the Pelosi residents who handled the perpetrator. They did a great job, seriously. Because we're about to badmouth the cops hard probably for the next 10 or 15 minutes. So here we go. Avi Yemeni video. Now, now this is the, Ty, the Tyree Nichols. Now people are calling, incident, people are calling it a murder. All right, now you have to, everybody needs to be very careful about throwing around words like murder and treason. Is it a murder? Well, for it to be a murder, you have to have a premeditated intent. Like the cops would have to say, you know what? We're going to find Tyree Nichols and we're going to murder him. So what, what exactly will they be charged with? I'm assuming they're going to end up being charged with second degree murder because there was no original intent to murder him. Now, again, let me just set this up for everybody. This is not how I would handle a police call at all. Did these got were these cops wrong? Absolutely. 100% wrong. And we're going to watch the video. Did they cause the death of Tyree Nichols? We will find out. 100% we'll find out. But these guys are definitely definitely you know, definitely committed criminal acts. There's no way around it. What those specific and they are felonious criminal acts. Without a doubt. I'm not defending the cops because I was one. I'm telling you what the truth is. If all of us hop on the M train, the murder train right now, and it turns out that there's something in his blood system, because from what I've seen on the video, what they did can cause the death of a person, but doesn't always cause the death of a person. Did they commit criminal acts? Absolutely. Well, they, do they all deserve to be fired and civilly sued? Absolutely. And there's a myriad of criminal offenses. But anyway, look, we'll, look, we'll go to the video first, then we'll talk about it. Play for me, Will. So we'll just go side by side since there is no audio with it. So here we have the cops. Now you're, you're seeing cops holding him in place while one guy repeatedly punches Tyree Nichols in the face. I mean, felony, felony. Everybody holding him, the person striking him. These are all felonies. And I'm talking about felonies that can land you in prison for the rest of your life, especially since Tyree Nichols is now dead. Now, I don't believe that they've... they've uh, Release the coroner's report. So that's why we need to hold back. Not did the cops do wrong. Absolutely beyond wrong. Beyond wrong. Here's another angle right here. So you can just we'll just keep talking about it. I won't necessarily keep narrating it, but you can watch it for yourself. Absolutely wrong. And here's the thing. Again, I've been on many, many of these police calls. When you've got, I'm counting here, in the video, at least three cops, and I believe it's four, and then many more arrive. If you have that many cops and a guy who's already subdued, and all these cops are very much physically able, notice how there's no racial component here because the victim is dead and all the and he was black, 
and all the cops are black. So there's no narrative. This story will disappear quickly. It would have already disappeared if it wasn't for all the riots that are happening by Joe Biden's idea, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So when you have all these cops here, simply, and they keep saying, if you, if you listen to the audio of it, and, that, and I don't, you know, playing the audio is really kind of pointless, but they keep telling him, show us your hands, show us your hands, give us your hands, just take his hands. You have four cops there. Take his hands. It was the same thing with George Floyd, although, again, Derek Chauvin did not kill George Floyd. And we'll get to that in a minute. I warned my staff here that I might digress into that for quite a period of time. It's going to happen. I can feel myself circling the drain right now. But in that, going back to George Floyd for just a moment, stand, sit him up. Why, why, when you're sitting there, and you've got three, four, five, there's at least five cops there, four on top of Floyd, and then one standing there. And you guys can just keep running this. Don't worry about it. Just, and Aaron, if it runs out, just let it keep playing. When you have all those cops, just sit them up. There's no threat. I don't understand why everybody, I never did that in my whole law enforcement. Show me your hands. Show me your hands. Uh, bam, 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 bam. Show me your hands. Show me your hands. Bam, 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 bam. Why are you doing that? I can understand it if it's one-on-one. I can, but you got four cops there. Each one, each person grab a hand and put it behind his back, get him in handcuffs, pull his legs back, hog time and put him in the back of the truck, back of the car and drive him to the jail, unhook him and put him in the jail. I don't understand. Show me your hands. And I've shown, I've said this before and man, I'm going, I'm already, oh my gosh, I'm already 23 minutes into this show. I don't know how that happens. It's Aaron's fault, but I, I, I will never, I've watched all these modern cop videos now, and we, we used to show them all the time in training, where cops don't know what to do anymore. And I think it's because that, I think they're hamstrung by everybody's videotapes, and videotapes are very valuable because this needed to be videotaped. So again, there's a balance. But everybody's Monday morning quarterback, and you know, the, the greatest athletes are the 274-pound fat guy who never even played high school football who's going to tell uh, Joe Burrow how to throw touchdown passes this Sunday. There's always the greatest, you know, the greatest athletes are the ones who never played. And the greatest cops are the ones who've never answered a police call in their life. And then they end up running the FBI. But the thing, the thing about it is, is when you're in a scenario like this, and it, what I've seen on these videos, cops don't know what to do. They keep saying to the person over and over again, put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. Sir, comply. Sir, comply. Sir, comply. I always had a rule. I gave people two chances and then that was it. This year, I would have said, show me your hands. Show me your hands. All right, guys, grab his hands. Let's get him handcuffed and it'll all be over. This, this call should have been over. Rodney King was the exact same thing. They're all standing around. Show me your hands. Show me your hands. Thump, 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 thump. Show, there's 10 cops there. There's 10 cops standing. Show me your hand. Show me your hand. It's absolutely it's just wretched, wretched training, wretched handling of these police calls. Some of them have no idea what to do. Nobody, I guess, realizes that they're always being videotaped. Anywhere and everywhere that you are, you're being videotaped, especially in urban settings like this. There's a camera on every corner. And they've all got body cam footage on them. I'm like, come on, guys. But all these cops, just for the record, so everybody knows, somebody falsely accuses me of anything, all of these cops are guilty of felony crimes. Ag assault, I mean, ag battery, 
uh, possibly uh, kidnapping, holding him in place like that and battering him, uh, second degree murder, manslaughter, first degree murder has to, you have to, you have to have prior intent to commit murder for it to be first degree murder. So we'll just see how it plans out. But a horrible job. This happened, of course, in a a Democrat-controlled urban center that's that's absolutely overwhelmed with crime because they don't prosecute crime. Of course, this is Memphis, Tennessee. Absolute crime-ridden cesspool given to you by decade after decade after decade of Democratic Party, bourgeois, leftist, elitist control who want crime to go, to be out of hand, to be out of control so that they can come in and tyrannically control you. Look, the crime's out of control. So you know what? We're going to call upon the UN, which has happened before with the Democratic Party, to come in and control you. That's the point of it all. Look, we have climate control. We we have an existential threat to your life. You know, climate the climate is changing. So we had better come in and control you. We have a we have a quote unquote pandemic. So we need to come in and control you. That's the purpose of it all. All right, so that closes out Tyree Nichols. And it's a shame and just, you know. I feel terrible for him, for his family. Nobody, no matter what crime they committed, should ever be treated like that. No doubt about it. Did I leave anything out, guys? Anything else you can think of? Okay, I just don't want to leave it on the record. They all need to be in prison for many, many years. It's just a fact. I hate to say it about Brothers in Blue, but, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, so I could spend the rest of the show on it. But let's move on to 1-6. Now, I want to show you this Rumble video. Trump supporter, remember the name. If we're going to remember Tyree Nichols, we're going to remember George Floyd. Then we need to remember Roseanne Borland. Roseanne Borland was beaten to death by either D.C. Metro cops or Capitol Police. I'm not sure which one. The video shows, shows police officer Lila Morris, D.C. Metro, bludgeoning Roseanne Borland. Now, Roseanne Borland, there was a there was a photo of her. I just I didn't want to put it on the podcast. Maybe I should have. That shows her dead body on the Capitol steps. With blood coming out of her nose. And I don't, I'm not degradating her memory. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive or insulting to her. But she was a, she was a heavy woman. Has absolutely no chance of defeating a police officer. None. And again, you're like, Tom, how, how, how would you know? Because I answered police calls continuously for 25 straight years. I can tell you flat out, Roseanne Borland, barring a firearm, would have absolutely no chance against me or any man in this room. None. Okay, she's heavy set. Guarantee you, I'm I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I guarantee you she can't do a pull-up or a push-up. No chance. And yet, this is how she was treated. Watch the video. Play it for me.
So there you go. Now, these people like uh, Lila Morris and Michael Byrd, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, the one who shot Ashley Babbitt through the neck, who's unarmed and weighed 110 pounds. Neither one of these people, strange, isn't it? They actually checked. I, I'm, I think I got it from uh, Pandemic War Room with Steve Bannon. But they actually checked the audio of and the and the um, the reports coming out of the one six committee checked all of their data and Roseanne Borland at the one six committee remember with with uh, with uh, Cheney there and and crying Adam Kinzinger and all the and all the leftists. Not one, there was Roseanne Borland's name, Michael Byrd's name, Ashley Babbitt's name was nowhere in the report. I don't know about Michael Byrd, but Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Borland nowhere in the report. None of them were interviewed. The person who actually who actually videotaped the shooting of Ashley Babbitt was never interviewed by Nancy Pelosi's 1-6 committee. The person right here, Lila Morris of the D.C. Metro Police, striking Roseanne Borland over and over and over again, and an unconscious, at least appearing to be unconscious, not moving woman, heavy set woman on the ground. Look at the video. She's never moving. It's not on the ground going, she wasn't even trying to defend her. She's on her stomach, unconscious, not moving. And Lila Morris pounds on her over and over again. Looks like with a tree, a tree branch over and over and over again. You can see it right there. There's the tree branch coming in. You can see the video. Watch it come down. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, she's hitting her with an ass baton. I don't know what the tree branch is doing. She's getting hit. So Morris is hitting Borland with an ass baton while she, look at this. She appears to be on, she's definitely not moving. Where's she moving? Not moving at all. There she is over and over. And why is she being hit? And why? What, what, what's the justification? Absolutely none. And all this footage is now just starting to come out. Lila Morris of the DC Metro police needs to be investigated. Michael Byrd should already be in federal freaking prison for shooting Ashley Babbitt in the neck. What's his justification? I asked to see her hands and I couldn't see her hands or she wouldn't show her hands. So I shot her. That's when you don't shoot people, dummy. All right, so that's Roseanne Borland. Remember the names. Only The only people that died on 1-6, the actual day 1-6, were four insurrectionists. Like, what an insurrectionist. Um, Roseanne Borland is right unconscious laying there what an insurrectionist she is being bludgeoned to death by an ass baton by DC Metro cop Lila Morris these things not not to be forgotten and listen I was not a big fan of what Marjorie Taylor Greene MTG did when it came to McCarthy but she's the only one that cares and a few others Matt Gates, Comer a few others that care about these one six defendants that are languishing in the D.C. Metro jail, D.C. Metro, who Lila Morris works for, languishing in the D.C. Metro jail for now over two years. Some of them over two years for for misdemeanor crimes. Again, if people commit a crime, battered a law enforcement officer, or whatever they did, I want them to answer for their crimes. But when the barricades were actually taken down and you didn't know you were trespassing, which I'm about to show you, how, how how are you committing a crime when you don't know you're committing a crime, when there's no no trespassing signs, the barricades have been taken down by people like Ray Epps. And here's this, the Rumble video. 
doctored video. This is from, this is what is being released out of the 1-6 committee, and it's doctored. So I was telling uh, Aaron and Will before the show, they're the ones running this podcast right now. I was telling them before the show, what do you do now? I don't believe anything that comes out. Even the Paul Pelosi video. It spent now months with in, in, in SFPD custody, SFPD controlled by Nancy Pelosi. Controlled by leftists, a leftist chief of police. So I don't trust anything. And now this is doctored video, still very incriminating for Ray Epps. And we'll get deep in the Ray, Ray Epps, who again, was he in part of the 1-6 committee? No, they did. They did. They did a deposition of Ray Epps, the 1-6 committee, and they answered the questions for him while they were questioning him. So corrupt. This is the, the you need to understand something. It's just like the RNC. With, with Ronna McDaniel just got reelected as RNC chair. And I put this out on Twitter. And again, I just keep going down wormholes, but I can't help it. I just got to go with it. I remind myself of Alex Jones at times. I just, I just so many holes open up. I just got to run down. Why, why is the RNC election being held in California? You ever ask yourself the questions? Like I put it out on Twitter, got a lot of responses. Why is the election for RNC chair being held in a place that hates Republicans? Why is the RNC headquartered in Washington, D.C., a place that hates Republicans and 98% of, 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 the, of the voter bloc voted for Joe Biden? Why, why, is that even, why, is that, why is that even happening? I just don't, I don't trust any, it's all so corrupt. Does the RNC work for us? You and I, the mainstream of the Republican Party, we, we are the Republican Party. Do they actually work for us? Or isn't it kind of odd that they're, that they're headquartered in the place that hates them as if maybe they're a part of that which hates us? They don't do it. We're $31 trillion in debt. And we've been under Republican control for at least, we were $1 trillion in debt in 2000. And now in 2023, we're almost $32 trillion in debt. Half or more of that time was under Republican control. Are they really us? Or are they just Democrats with an R in front of their name, ushering forward the bourgeois leftist globalist agenda just in a palatable fashion so that it always does get pushed forward, at least slowly? So I just don't believe what I see. You, you just, you don't, I mean, I... In a way, I believe what I see. I don't believe in, in how it's... I, I, first of all, this video is doctored, so I don't believe in what, what I see. But how, it, how the information is disseminated also. We just... Every, our country is so corrupt. We are being led... Not, not Ron DeSantis. Not, not, even, not even Greg Abbott. I mean, and Greg Abbott goes in and out of being a COVID capitulator and a Democratic Party tool boy at times, but he's not corrupt. The corruption is found in the D.C. cesspool swamp. It's not a swamp. Swamps are clean. This is a cesspool, a septic tank. That's what, and we are being ruled by a system that is absolutely beyond to the studs corrupt. Corrupt in the courts, Corrupt in the Congress, the Senate, the White House, corrupt. Corrupt in the DOJ, absolute corrupt, absolute corruption. So here's this, here's this Rumble video, Dr. Video. Is the DOJ covering up for Ray Epps at the Proud Boys trial? Play it for me, Will. 
So here we go. Now, here, look at this video now. Now, the only person that hasn't stood trial. Now, there, now here's Ray Epps is two onlys. Two onlys. The only person who hasn't stood trial that absolutely stood out as a perpetrator is Ray Epps. Everybody else has been found. I mean, look at the guy. He's not storming the, he's not storming the Capitol. He's not an insurrectionist or seditionist. There he is. I mean, and we have, we have the video of all the other things that he's done too, which I'll show you in just a second. So Ray Epps is two only. He's the only guy that hasn't been charged in, 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 uh, you know, of somebody who's done the level of activity that he's done. So the people, everybody else who did anything close to what Ray Epps has done has been criminally charged, hunted down by the FBI, had their, had their homes raided, or is sitting in the D.C. Metro Gulag right now. The other thing is, is Ray Epps is the only one who actually did what he did. Ray Epps, and still not charged. Not charged, not hunted down, homes never been raided. So he's the only one who committed that level of activity that he committed that has not been raided, that has not been arrested, is not sitting in the D.C. Uh, Metro Gulag. And he's the only one who actually did the things that he did. Nobody else has even risen to the level of activity that Ray Epps did. He did what a lot of other people did, but a lot of other people, no other people did what Ray Epps did. Let's look at the video. Look at, go to the next one for me, Will. Here's what Ray Epps did. Play it for me. I don't like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for it. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. This is why no one believed the narrative that came out about Paul Pelosi. Because Ray, why hasn't Ray Epps been charged? Nobody believes the narrative about Paul Pelosi initially, even though at least uh, there's a good possibility that, I mean, the narrative, of course, was a lie. The narrative about him being attacked by a MAGA Republican, that was all a lie. But everyone didn't believe that he was an innocent victim because people like Ray Epps have been charged. It should be, you can't have... Uh, it's in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 10 differing weights and differing measures the Lord detests them both you can't have an unequal judicial system you can't have an unequal court system you can't have an unequal police system law enforcement system so why isn't Ray Epps again he's the only one only one that is on video telling people the day before 1-6 on 1-5 we need to go into the capital. And then the day of directing them to the Capitol. Find one other piece of video footage of any 1-6 defendant, proud boys, whatever. Find one other piece of video footage of one other 1-6 defendant 
I can't even say one other one other one six defendant because Ray Epps is not a one six defendant. But find one other one six defendant doing what Ray Epps did the day before, telling everybody we need to go into the Capitol on the day of, directing people to the Capitol, and then the day of at the fence being torn down, whispering in the ear of the guy tearing down the fence. Not one other person has done that. So the person who does the most receives the least attention from the DOJ. That is absolute prima facie evidence of corruption. Who is this guy? We all know. We all know he is a DOJ operative. That's why Christopher Ray will not answer the question because it's an ongoing investigation. Did you have FBI agents or FBI operatives inside of the Capitol with MAGA gear on before the Capitol was breached. Did you have FBI agents or FBI operatives in the crowd inciting violence and inciting felonious crimes? Will you answer that question for Christopher Ray? Absolutely not. It should be. He should answer it with those last two words I just said. Absolutely not. Of course not. We would never do that. He didn't. He didn't answer that question. Nor did his spokesperson before him answer that question. And it's, I mean, it's absolutely right in front of our face. There's no way, there is no way to justify the actions of Ray Epps. None. But he is the only one not, he is the only one not charged. When I say it's impossible to justify what he does by their standards. According to the video, he really didn't commit a crime. But according to his standards, he's a seditious and insurrectionist. Because remember, insurrection means an unarmed protest, an unarmed trespassing into the people's house, unarmed in the last 2.5 hours. That's sedition, and that's an insurrection now. That is their definition of it. And let me just state this too. Now, I've done all this talking about cops handling things badly. Roseanne, I want to make sure that we get the names out, keep the names out there. Lila Morris's merciless beating of Roseanne Borland. We got that down. The battering of of Tyre of uh, want to make sure I get the names right. Tyree Nichols. The battering of Tyree Nichols by the Memphis Police Department, by the Memphis police officers, how that will be disseminated by the by the prosecutor, um, the you know, their local prosecutor, what, what they'll actually be criminally charged with, who knows? Probably federals, the feds will probably go after them too for hate crimes. Somehow, even though everybody involved is African-American. Merciless, what happened with Tyree Nichols. Appears that Paul Pelosi, although a very weird scenario to be standing at a door with a drink in your hand, with a hammer in the other one, with a perpetrator also with his hand on a hammer. Very weird, very weird, but he was definitely the victim of an aggravated battery. So, going back to George Floyd real quick. Because we need to make sure that we uh, delineate between these sorts of incidences. Tyree Nichols is nothing like George Floyd. The time when I'm just using those as abbreviations for the incidents. So the Nichols incident and the Floyd incident are very different. Again, we don't know the cause of death, but say the cause of death is, you know, concussive activity he received a concussion by all the shots to the face so what i'm talking about tyree nichols say he died as a result of that and that's what they find remember the medical report hasn't been released yet medical examiner's report hasn't been released so we don't know go with george floyd we know the cause of death 
And people are like, it says on the coroner's report that the police actions contributed to it. It doesn't say how they contributed to it. They say the primary cause of death in the, med- the medical examiner's report from George Floyd, coming from the medical examiner from Minneapolis, St. Paul, was that George Floyd died of acute fentanyl poisoning. He had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream. Three times the amount that it takes to kill somebody was in his bloodstream. At the time of death, George Floyd had 95% oxygenation, I just lost it, oxygenation, oxygenation in his lungs, oxygenation in his lungs, a 95% oxygenation rate in his lungs. That's what you and I have right now. Slightly more, slightly less. That's what we have. What he had was perfect. So they say that Derek Chauvin killed him. How did he kill him then? If his lungs were 95% oxygenated, then how did Derek Chauvin kill him? He's, 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 been, he's been tried and convicted of felonious crimes. Uh, manslaughter, convicted. Um, homicide of the second degree, murder of the second, second degree murder, and third degree murder. Charged him with all three. Convicted of all, all three. So, which is unheard of, by the way. Usually, you know what you do? You pick one. But they didn't with that because there's politics involved. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. You don't, you don't try and convict somebody because there'll be political consequences if you don't. It's not what you do. You don't try and convict somebody because the crime in and of itself was heinous. You try and convict somebody based on evidentiary value. Only not the heinousness of the crime and not the political uh, outcome of whether somebody's tried and convicted or not. You don't convict them because if we don't, this whole city's going to burn. You don't convict people for that reason. Derek Chauvin has been sentenced to 22 years in prison. He's appealing it. He should easily win his appeal because the coroner, the coroner has it in writing that George Floyd died of fentanyl poisoning. Three times the lethal amount of fentanyl was in his bloodstream. That's what killed him. And there's a small byline on there that says the police action contributed to it. How? It doesn't say how. I mean, the only way that there, he didn't asphyxiate him, didn't strangle him, because he had 95% oxygenation. Oxygen, oh, gosh, why do I keep messing up that word? Oxygenation rate in his lungs. So there's no way that Derek Chauvin killed him. Did Derek Chauvin handle the call right? No. Should have just sat him up on his butt. You don't just stand there being filmed for nine minutes on somebody who's who's crying out over and over again, I can't breathe. And by the way, the video before that, and again, it, it doesn't matter that he said he can't breathe. His lungs were fully oxygenated. It doesn't matter that he said he didn't, he can't breathe. 95% oxygenation rate. Doesn't matter. And he was saying that in the police car, sitting up moments before that. He was saying it throughout the entire police call. Watch the 17-minute footage. Not the nine, the 17-minute. He says the whole time, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. So why am I saying all of this? Because there's times that cops handle, I am for the blue. Back the blue. Never cutting, never defund the police, nothing. But there are times, i.e. the FBI, where cops are corrupt. To the nth degree. And the FBI is corrupt from top to bottom. Both the field agents and those at the top, they are corrupt. 
but there are times when cops are not corrupt. And that's 99% of the time. Tyree Nichols, corrupt. George Floyd, not handling the call correctly, but did not kill George Floyd. You must delineate. Yeah, but Tom, you know, if those officers are not convicted in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the place is going to burn. Burned anyway. You never try to appeal to lawlessness. You, 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 you suppress and defeat lawlessness. You don't, you don't try to appeal to it. You don't try to accommodate it. You don't try to tolerate it. You don't try to appease it. You defeat it. You don't defeat lawlessness by being lawless. You don't defeat racism by being racist. And that's what, that's what CRT is. That's what Black Lives Matter is. That's what black revolutionary theology is. Just racism. Just racism towards white people. So I put that out there. I want people to know that's the truth. What happened is the truth. George Floyd, his lungs had a 95% oxygenation rate. He could not have died of asphyxiation. So how did Derek Chauvin kill him? Well, maybe he broke his neck. No, there's no injuries. There wasn't even a bruise on his neck. Nothing. See what I mean? Why is he in prison? Let's look at this now. Changing, taking a hard right-hand turn. I just want to look at Joe Biden's lies. Joe Biden's lies. This country is in absolutely horrific shape. Americans have added about $17 trillion worth of debt to themselves since Joe Biden has taken office. Seven or seven or 17, don't hold me to it. Can't remember which. But trillions of dollars of debt to themselves. While Joe Biden is saying that he's creating all sorts of jobs and their economy is fantastic, all gaslit, propaganda, Goebbels media. And again, if you're going to have a tyrant like Joe Biden, a, titan, a, a tyrant like Klaus Schwab, a tyrant like Gavin Newsom, a tyrant like Justin Trudeau, Emmanuel Macron, or anybody else you want to name who's a World Economic Forum attender, you've got to have a Goebbels. And you got to have a Mengele. The Mengele is who? Pfizer and Moderna. Or, or, or Boston Children's Hospital. You know, let's lop off some more penises and breasts and tell people that they're now the opposite gender of what they were born. So this is a Rumble video from Rodney Howard Brown's news update from 1-15-2023. This is how, you ever heard the story how Joe and Jill Biden met? That it was on a blind date? Is that really what happened? Out of nowhere, Joe saw her, and then the next day, that's the, this is the official story. Joe Biden saw Jill, and she was a model, on a, a modeling advertisement. And the next day, his brother, who knew her from college, set them up on a blind date. That's what he says to this day. To this day. Is that what actually happened? Absolutely not. Play it for me, Will. There was Bill, the man Jill Biden married when she was only 18. I was betrayed by the Bidens. Joe was my friend. Joe was my wife. The Biden's love story is now legend. How they found true love after the heartbreak of losing his wife, Nelia, and baby daughter in a car crash in December 1972. As Joe Biden tells the story, he first saw Jill's photo on an advertisement in Wilmington, Delaware in March 1975. His brother, Frank, who knew the model from college, set Joe up on a blind date the following night. Is that story true? No, not even a little bit. Bill Stevenson, the founder of a popular local rock music venue called The Stone Balloon, married Jill when she was just 18 years old. Says there's much more to the story, claiming Jill and Joe's relationship actually started in 1974 when he was still married to Jill. Jill and I met on the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey in August of 1969. Sure, I fell in love with her because I married her six months later. 
According to Bill Stevenson, both he and Jill first got to know Joe Biden when Biden was a county councilman in Newcastle, Delaware. Stevenson asked his help obtaining a liquor license. So you were friends with Joe Biden? Oh, yeah. Not only that, I threw a fundraiser for him in August, raised between $2,500 and $3,000. We got married in 70. I introduced Joe to Jill in 72. Right before the election in 72, Jill, Joe, Nelia, and I were in his kitchen. How do you forget that? That would be three years before that now famous blind date. Stevenson says his first inkling something was up came when Jill refused to go with him to meet Bruce Springsteen, who was booked to appear at the Stone Balloon. He said, uh, Joe asked me to keep an eye on the boys. And I just thought to the back of my mind, hmm. Then one day he says a man came into his bar and asked him to pay damages for a fender bender that involved Jill. He looks at me and he says, oh, she wasn't driving. I said, her beloved Corvette, she wasn't driving it? He goes, Senator Biden was driving it. And I went, what? You want to talk about the ultimate, the ultimate offense. I like to use different languages that, but the ultimate offense. The guy, Joe Biden, steals his wife and then wrecks his Corvette. He steals his wife and then Joe Biden is then driving Joe Biden's current, they were still married at the time, current husband's Corvette wrecks it and authorities come into the guy's bar to collect money after Joe Biden, who's cheating with his wife, wrecks his Corvette. I mean, think about that. Authorities walk into your business establishment and say, hey, listen, we're here to collect money because your, your Corvette was involved in a crash. Oh, really? Was my wife driving it? No, your wife's lover was. And his name is Senator Joe Biden. And you want to talk about the, all, the ultimate kick in the gut. And I like to use different words than gut. But the ultimate kick in the gut is to have somebody come into your business establishment and say, Hey, listen, your wife's uh, adulterer, adulterous partner wrecked your car. And let's just go over the dates. Remember, Joe Biden has said for years that him and Jill met on a blind date after he saw her picture in a magazine in 1975. First of all, that picture was from years before that, when she was 18. So Joe Biden was dating an 18-year-old? This lines up just like his Amtrak stories. Although we wouldn't be surprised. Although 18 is a little old for Joe. So here, he, so so he's dating eighteen. No, but actually, so Joe says we met in March of nineteen seventy-five. After he saw her ad, the ad was one. They they showed the picture of the ad. That's when she was eighteen. So that was really about nineteen sixty-eight, nineteen sixty-nine. That's roughly what when when that ad was. She was he he was introduced to Jill Biden by her husband in nineteen seventy-two. 1972, and they started dating when all when Joe was busy wrecking Jill's husband's Corvette. That was 1974, a year before they allegedly met. That is Joe Biden. Well, Tom, you know it is. Oh, his memory failed him again. These are not memory fails. These are pathological lies. This is somebody who pathologically is a liar almost to the level of mental illness, a daddy-pleasing, 
wants to find friends, man-pleasing, pathological liar. That's who's running the country. And it's not dementia. He was doing this long before he had any sort of diminished ability. This is Joe Biden has been perpetrating this lie for years. Look at the the list of lies here. Put up that graphic for me. Here we go. Full academic scholarship. Full academic uh, law school scholarship. Only one to receive that scholarship. All lies. Bold face lies. This isn't like saying, you know what? It happened on Monday, and it actually happened on Tuesday. That is when Joe Biden excuses all his lies with memory failures. No, memory fails, you know, yeah, it was a Tuesday, not a Monday. That's it. Or, you know, it was $57 instead of $55. These are just, you. I mean, you have to be a sick, demented, reprobate, pervert to lie like this. Graduated top in his class. <laughs> Who says that, liar? I play that video all the time. I can't resist it. One international moot court. But you think about how pathologically sick you have to be to come up with one international moot comp- uh, court competition. Who does that? Graduated with three degrees? He graduated with one. Bo died in Iraq from civil rights. Bo died in Iraq. Bo died of brain cancer. I mean, how who does that to their son? Civil rights warrior? Never ever was that one civil rights protest. And to this day, whenever he's standing at a pulpit at a black church says that he was a civil rights activist. There is not one piece of documentation that ever says that Joe Biden ever participated in one civil rights act, one civil rights protest. I got the number and I'll keep it. I got the, the time. So I need to keep reading off this. Uh, been to Iraq 40 times. <clears throat> not true at all. Corn pop. Nobody can prove that. Appoint, he says he's appointed the Naval Academy. Naval Academy says that didn't that never happen. Who do you trust, the Naval Academy or Joe Biden? Arrested with Nelson Mandela. He was detained for 10 minutes. Arrest, he never met Nelson Mandela at the airport. I don't know if he ever met him afterwards, but they were not arrested together at an airport. Truck driver, never happened. Spoke to an inventor of insulin. Who, that's chronologically impossible. His house burned down. That didn't happen. Raised in Puerto Rican community. It's like you said he was raised in the black community. So he's raised in the black Puerto Rican black community visited life synagogue. Never happened. Antrac travels lies. Full professor at UPenn lie. Never taught a class. Great parent. Grandpa was a coal miner. Bold face lie. Pathological. Uncle received purple heart. Bold face lied. Says that he was arrested on the Senate floor and never discussed his son's business. He was a football star. That never happened. This guy is sick. His family was killed by a drunk driver. That didn't happen. Meetings with G. I could go on numbers of trips to China. All lies. That is the president. That's why you must always stand in the truth and never back off. Love you all. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. So what is the will of God? Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. 
He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the Word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27, and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear, not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good.